I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. It's a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram's a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, leather theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. My man. Hey, hey. We are hitting the last of our mistyping questions for those who are wrestling through mistyping. Great. Love it. Do you have a you have a mistyping story? You consistently think you're a uh, potential four, <laughs> or a two, or a five, or a one, or a. Uh, this is this is one of the great and fun things about being a nine is that we see our we see everyone else more clearly than we see ourselves. So I I actually pretty consistently in in studying other types. I have moments where it's like, oh, did I get this wrong? Am I doing this wrong? Because I see so much of myself in other types behavior. And yeah, it just, I, I, I've told this story before that a few years ago, I was reading Beatrice Chestnut's The Complete Enneagram. And I was reading specifically a subtype about twos and had an existential crisis for, for 24 hours. I, for a whole day, I was certain that I had spent years studying the wrong type and that I was actually a two. And then I remembered that twos care what other people think about them. And I kind of don't. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm the, uh, I am a nine. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I pretty regularly am like, uh, am I a nine or am I this other type? No, I'm a nine. My potential mistypes early on in Enneagram say was always with fives. Mm -hmm. And that says, much more about how I find myself problem solving most of the time. Sure. <laughs> people, people in my life think I'm a five. It's, there's a, there can be a stoic nature between ones and fives, but uh, I think that's where that comes out. And then I look at eight half the time, and it's because how anger materializes in my life. It's like, maybe mm -hmm. I'm an eight, but because I, I, I'm a subtype. We may talk about subtype soon. I may, I may have TJ on the hook for this. <laughs> we'll see. But the, the way that I wrestle with anger is one of those things where I've, I've had to look back over the eights occasionally. But sure. landed on the ones. Yeah. Some of the reasons that I landed on the one for myself just comes down to this next question. Great. And that is, where do you use your best energy? Not your energy, but your best energy. Your best energy. You have, your tank is full. It's go time. You want to get something. And I think this showcases probably where your motive is. This, this kind of question may be an early typing question, but I'm going to divide this up into the heart, head, and gut. Great. And, uh, and we'll, we'll talk through these. Are you using your best energy to get the attention of others by helping them, by shining in front of them, by embracing all the things that make you special? That would be a primary set of questions, perhaps, if you're wrestling right. with twos, three, or four. 
it's not just that you care what other people think. It's not that you help people or that you want attention or, you know, you want to really get engaged with your authentic self. It's your best energy. Yeah. And, and your most efficient energy and your most comfortable energy is like, like what is the easiest way for you to do like, like how, how do you live your best self? How, how are you being your best self? And, and what's like, like best energy is such a encompassing type of phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're not necessarily talking about virtue or or even like we talked a lot about security in the last uh, episode of how do you vacation well and and they, like this is about like you're you're doing something to accomplish your primary motive like like the thing that you want most in the world and and how do you do that the best way? Yep. So for twos, you're going to move towards others. You got a lot of energy. You're going to move towards others. You're going to help them because. That's how you're going to secure attention. Right. And, threes, and you're going to help them with things that, that you don't even, that they may not even know that they need from you yet. Yep. Because you're really good at that. That's it. For threes, that's not the target of your energy. Your energy right. is going to be, how do I shine and showcase my most brilliant self in front of other people? And whatever the method by which you showcase yourself, that's where your energy is pouring into. Yeah. And you're thinking about how you're going to do that in two days, in five days. Right. Let me show you what I'm really good at. For fours, it's your energy is still about attention, but is embracing those things that are going to showcase what makes you special. Yeah. You were a unique individual and you were different from other people. and, And here's what is special about you. Bringing out all those colors. Yeah, I'm seeing this all over. I mentioned that my brother typed as a four the other day. Now I'm seeing mm-hmm. it everywhere. Like sure. so much of his energy right now is poured into two things, his diet and to getting 40 recordings done of songs that have been in his heart for, for many, many years. Sure. And yeah. both those are, how do I pour into these things that make me special? He spends a lot of time doing like health shakes is kind sure. of his thing, like getting yeah. the best materials and, and getting really specific about this and then composing these songs. Yeah. But it actually, he is telling me about his diet. I never talk to people about my diet. I don't right. care if you know about my diet. <laughs> <laughs> he's telling me about his fantastic diet because that's how he's getting attention. Yeah. Here's the album that and I put out. And it's, he's not doing the Atkins. Like it, it's something really special and specific and, and particular like this, this, the, the whole thing is, is something that you've probably never heard of. Yep. It's next level Jedi understanding of, you know, how seeds and flax oil and kale mixed together and metachlorines. And <laughs> that's all complicated. <laughs> Are you using your best energy to get attention? Yeah. And how are you getting that attention is just a primary for typing. Yep. Moves to the head triad. It's how am I getting security? I'm using my best energy to ensure that I have a feeling of security. We should probably unpack security a little bit because I I bet you there's a handful of terms we could probably use for that. Because when you see a seven, for example, it doesn't look like they're looking for security. Right. Um, What, like what, what is that target there? Uh, protection from danger uh, or harm or um, unpleasantness. Like the, the 
security is is it for some of them it is it is about uh like you know uh making sure that the door locks correctly and and that I have cameras in the right place and whatever else but it's it's also about protecting my my body protecting my mind protecting my heart from from danger and from things that that seek to harm it and and so for for sevens that often looks like making sure that I have an an out making sure that I have an opportunity to go like when things get heavy that I have a, a an escape route right. and uh, and something else great to go to and and that I always have that that chance to get to something in case the thing that I'm at isn't what I want it to be yep and there it is the best energy for the seven is creating escape routes it's creating right. all sorts of platforms you might be able to jump to tomorrow yeah enjoying the next experience yeah. what are you using your best energy for and Mike are you create are you intentionally creating the experiences you're going to enjoy in the next couple of days mm-hmm. that, that are going to make you feel like you're out running anything that might be negative, right. stuckness in the rest. Right. Not how sixes work. When finding security, it's going to be much more relational. It's going to be about the crew. It's going to be about ensuring that you have thought through all of the things that you know might be uh, might get you and those that you care about. A lot of energy poured into those, yeah. yeah. And and similar to sevens, like they, they want to make sure there's an escape plan, but it's more about like making sure that we've planned for all of the things that might go wrong and and that that we're ready for whatever's coming at us and and like did you think through all the danger and and what do we need to do to make sure that we're all protected fives likewise want security but they're doing it through resources right it's a very different kind of move and just again what is your energy really trying to grab hold of what are you in you, energy is an investment so where are you investing it? Is it in assets? Uh, are you seeking to you know reserve energy, gain insight, make sure that your bank account is full, make sure that the spaces you occupy have some protection? That's a, that would be the way that fives can ensure that they feel secure. Yeah, which yeah. is different and, than those other two. And I think even uh, we should even make a note about the fives wanting to make sure that they are not in situations where they are incompetent. Like that that's a that's a big part of fiveness is is that 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 security comes from gaining enough knowledge to to be able to do whatever task is in front of me totally not in my notes and that's exactly right yeah a lot of the energy you see that fives expend is on behalf of insights right uh study yeah getting your head around the thing if i understand everything about this then of course i'm going to be able to do it that's the investment of the energy. Mm-hmm. And all of it's about the target, the motive. They want to feel secure. Right. Eights, nines, and ones, the body types all want autonomy, mm-hmm. want control. They're going to do it in very different ways. Right. Eights are going to ensure autonomy in an aggressive posture. They're going to push the boundaries. They're going to hit things to see what's out there, make sure they don't feel vulnerable. Right. Take hold of it and aggressive, assertive, and, and like, like big energy and they're the ones that are most outwardly concerned about who has the power. Going to take hold of the things that need to get done mm-hmm. right now so that I don't feel vulnerable in the future and nobody pushes me around. Right. Not how nines get control. Not at all. Nines are going to use their best energy 
it's a very active energy. The, something that I consistently come back to with nines in my experience, very active energy on keeping things inactive. <laughs> yes. There is a huge expenditure of energy. We've used the, what, the, the illustration of plugging the dam with each of your fingers and then your yeah, toes. Right, and right. It takes so much effort just to yeah, keep that silly dam that's cracking in place. That is correct. That's why we're always tired. Yeah, if everything is is calm and and you know still, then we can all do whatever we want. If we ever if everyone just calms down, we can do whatever we want and just leave each other alone. It's great. It's easy. I'm sure you're gonna have better language for this. Why is that about autonomy or control? Uh, because if because the the stress and and conflict and all of the things that mess up the calm that that keeps you out of control like a a body of water is naturally still but if you throw a rock in a body of water it creates ripples uh and but the body of water itself the water wants to be still and the the rock being thrown at it is some something else controlling the body of water in a way that is contrary to its nature it's going to be, for eights, nines, and ones, something worth noting here, and we've said it in the past, but eights, nines, and ones, the intuitions are different than the heart triad, the feeling centers. Two, threes, mm-hmm. and fours, it's very relational. Two, threes, yep. and fours, very emotional. Eights, nines, and ones, intuition is about space. Mm-hmm. It's about your surrounding. It's about how your body feels. Yeah. Um, these are different, and the language needs to be clear, that the two, three, and four aren't interested in the fabric that they're wearing unless unless somebody else is you know <laughs> right right complimenting it uh, right they're not interested in the feel of the textures but eights nines and ones are going to be aware of how their clothing feels how their car feels how their office feels uh they're going to be a very very spatially in tune and so being in control being a you know having autonomy often means a, a, a radar for your surroundings Mm-hmm. And that's when you feel good. Ones are getting the control they want by making things better. If things are improving, even ever so slightly, they feel like the world is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, well, no, things, obviously things are broken. We all know they're broken. I got special superpowers to come and fix all the broken things. And if <laughs> things are just slowly moving forward, then I can feel like my spaces are good. And so ones are using their best energy to make things better. Mm-hmm. You got thoughts on... Yeah, there's a, um, there's a there's a, a sense of how things should be. And, and if things aren't how they should be, then we should be moving toward that. We, sh- we should be working toward things being how they should be. And when everything is how it should be, then much like the nines, it's, we're, we're all in our proper places and we can do whatever we want. Big idea here then is your best energy. It is targeting relationships, emotional connections, and how you get that. For five, six, sevens, you are targeting that safety, security. You are aware of future threats, and your best energy is being used to avert those. Mm-hmm. Eights, nines, and ones, you are targeting the environment you're in right now, and your best energy is really about feeling a certain way, feeling in control of the spaces that surround you. That, that always strikes me as just a great place 
to start, but if you're down the road of mistyping, sometimes circling back to this spot and say, really, what do you want? Right, right. Very helpful. Right. Uh, uh, just as a real quick example, there there are a lot of types that help other people. And uh, especially if you grew up in an environment where it is your duty to help other people, this is something that you were ingrained with that, that you should be helpful. And, and different types will do that for different reasons. One will do it because it's the right thing. Sixes will do it because that's the rules. Nines will do it because if I help you, then everything, then we all get along. Twos do it because they need other people to like them. Yeah. And this is the way that they get other people to like them. Stellar. So all of it, yeah, the motive behind why you do these things, that's what we're targeting. But how you use your best energy can be a really big pointer to why and understanding that clearly. It's a great question to ask them on exactly that front. Like, what? why am I doing this, what I'm doing? What, mm -hmm. you know? In, in terms of journaling, uh, that might be a real helpful exercise if you're if you're you know struggling with with your type. Fourth question for us. Okay, we're gonna go dark. Okay, I love it. Think about the enneagram. Like we can talk about motives and the rest, but oftentimes when you showcase the shadow, that's when people feel it. Mm -hmm. the The shadow just ends up being one of the most helpful. <laughs> it's got some purpose. <laughs> it's one of the most helpful ways to type the folks. For me specifically, uh, our fixations and our hazards that we avoid are the things I think really showcase type. Yeah. And there's so, even some schools of the Enneagram that'll, that basically start here. Right. So, yeah. So we did our shadow series in March of 2022. And um, so if you want to go deeper into this, there's a whole podcast. But just to skim the surface, this ends up being, for typing purposes, I think a really great topic. So sticking with uh, each of the centers, twos, threes, and fours are fixated uh, when they experience fixation, an unhealthy fixation. Dare we say, you know, finding themselves thinking about the same thing over and over and over again, and they know it's unhealthy, but they can't get out of that rut. That's the mm -hmm. fixation. All of it, again, is probably going to be about relationships. They want attention. Their negative thought patterns are probably going to get hooked in those spaces. And so for twos, they're going to fix, fixate on flattery. That is, how do I, uh, how do I get others compliments? How do I get others, you know, I, I find myself posturing to get the feedback from others and expressions of attention through cajoling. Mm -hmm. It's not through execution like a three would. Right. This would be through service. And, and finding myself in the thought pattern of how do I get the fix? How do I get, how do I get the likes, as it were? Yeah. There's a fair amount of, I don't want to say lying, because it's not really lying, but there's, there's a sort of falseness to a lot of like, like what flattery is, because it's, it's focusing on the superficial layer and giving that, assigning that meaning and without interest in what's beneath that. And, and so flattery is about um, complimenting outfits of someone who has power, but kind of sucks. And like, they, like there's, there's ways of using flattery to, uh, to ingratiate myself to other people that like th this is about elevating myself or someone else for a different purpose rather than legitimately making that person feel good about themselves. Right. Yeah. 
techniques for getting the verbal feedback. Yeah. 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 Let, uh, let me push on these buttons, which will elicit that. Oh, but you're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Threes in a different kind of fashion will fixate on their image and even deceive themselves in some self-elevating ways. This is the place of fixation ends up being on how I look to others. Right. And it's, it's like threes are just so good at sort of like pivoting and adapting and, and, and molding themselves into what other people think is great. And, and the real trouble, the, the fixation comes in when they start to identify themselves with that version and, and, and what's, what's true about them is actually well underneath this mask that they've put on. But when threes start to, the, the fixation comes with like, oh, all I am is this mask that I've put on now. It's like my, my whole person is wrapped up in this projection that I've created in order to get other people to say how awesome I am. Where twos are going to cajole for attention, threes are going to win it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. They know what the culture is like. They know what counts as uh, desirable for in the minds of their family, of their workplace, of their sports team, of their high school. They know what the trophy looks like. Right. And they're gonna beat everybody else to first place. Right. But it's an image focused fixation. Right. If I get the gold medal, then I receive the attention that I'm craving. Right. And so the fixation is there. It's a fixating over the image. Right. Fours can be fixated on melancholy, on kind of a, on a grieving what's missing in their life. This also has at its root attention. Um, and it's a very simple path to get there. TJ will explain how. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, so the, the trickiness with fours and uh, and thinking about this being about attention is that it's it's sort of a um, resting in the sadness of life and letting that be part of your identity. And so it, it's it's not just about how other people see you, but it's also about how you see yourself. And and um, the so fours and sevens often look very similar as children and um, and you can start to see the divergence really happen when one group, when one set like sevens, as they get older, they start to become more and more interested in being happy and fours as they start to get older, start to become more and more interested in being sad. And it's, so it's this way of sort of like identifying it's not necessarily about drawing attention to yourself, but sort of about focusing the attention that you have on being comfortable with saying life is sad. This sort of like character of Frenchness that like, like life is terrible and it's okay. And, and we're, I'm going to make that my identity now. I don't know how to express this, but there is a sadness has a real power and, talking about your own sadness, your your own experience of what's missing in your life, your own places where things went badly, that elevates your self. Mm-hmm. And the, the fixating on, like gaining attention, being able to fixate on yourself and even gain other people's sympathy by showcasing those things, is it just is a common way that fours yeah. can be in the world. Yeah. It's you don't understand my pain. 
you know, you have you don't understand how much I have lost in these spaces. Mm-hmm isn't about the pain necessary or it isn't about the loss. Yeah. It's a desire for another person to see the four. Right. And it's an and, intention seeking. Yeah. The, the sadness as an identity, it's, it, it's a, it's a visible thing in the same way that like sevens are sort of the dancing monkey. We want sevens to be the entertainer in the life of the party. Fours are the, the wet blanket of the party. And like, right. I don't mean that fours, but we all know people who live in their sadness in an outwardly way. And a, a lot of those people are fours. Exactly. Yeah. When that gets stuck in your head of how can I tell other people about the things that are going badly in my life that there, this may be a clue that you're a four. Right. Moves to the head triad, five, sixes, and sevens, as we said before, security seekers. The, the unhealthy fixation of how do I get security, but my mind goes into darker places is really worth naming. So for fives, mm-hmm. fives are going to become more stingy, going to be mm-hmm. more thoughtful about how they hoard resources, going to be yeah. find themselves mentally frugal about their energy, about their wealth, uh, about their knowledge. You got thoughts on fives? Yeah, I mean, this is this is about so much more than just whether or not they're willing to give their friend five dollars. It's 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 about an unwillingness to share what I have that clearly could be useful in these other scenarios because I need to make sure it's protected because I don't trust you. I don't trust what's out there to to not abuse what I offer to the world. And, and that includes money, but it's also, it's also my expertise. It's also any kind of sharing of feelings or, or intimacy. Like it's my inner self. It's, it's the, it's all of the things that I have that I think need to be protected. I'm going to keep those to me, even when they clearly need to be let out, to to be expressed, to be shared, because someone else needs that from me. The stinginess comes in and says, no, you're going to protect this because that's danger. Fixation for sixes is a mistrust, mistrust of others, mistrust of themselves. This gets into their mental life and Mm -hmm. becomes a dominant filter. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, it's tricky with sixes because it, all, all of their, so much of who they are starts with a mistrust of themselves. So like, this fixation is actually just a, just a, a deep and, and intense sort of furthering of something that's natural to the six anyway, but it becomes a cycle and it becomes a downward spiral and it becomes this thing where like you, you don't trust yourself. So you don't trust what you think, but you don't trust other people. So you don't trust what they say about what you think and everything's going to break and start to cycle and spiral and, and events chain together to where, uh, I did this one, like this one thing went wrong this morning, and by the end of the day, that obviously means that I'm going to be homeless. And like the 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 mistrust becomes like a, a, a cycle of not being able to think appropriately and and do what needs to get done to get out of that cycle. Underlying it all again is that desire to feel safe, right? But the mind spinning in these dark ways, unhealthy ways, it's all over all over this fixation. So too with sevens, sevens are going to find it hard to be present 
and their mind often turns towards scheming, they are going to, you know, start start planning about the next thing. Because if I have another place, as we said before, if I have another place to jump, then I'll be safe. And I like the word scheming because you don't, you know, uh, like my, my brain uh, sort of automatically associates scheming with sort of this like mustache twirling kind of like cartoon villain. It's like, like because scheming is, it's, it, there, there's a big difference in my mind between the type of like adventurous planning and and opportunity seeking that is sevens at their natural state and moving into this place where it's like always needing the next thing. It's 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 never being present in a in such a higher degree to where it's like I'm I'm never engaged with what's happening in front of me because I'm always on to the next thing and and even even the people that I care about is like it these things these people this this these commitments that I've made none of these things kind of are are as important to me as what I might be able to do next Move to the body triad who want control and autonomy, as we said before. Eights are going to have an unhealthy fixation on vengeance. This is an interesting thing about the move for eights is in wanting to be in control of their spaces and not feel vulnerable. Oftentimes, eights in an unhealthy way will think the best way to to achieve that is to pound people who have hurt me in the past into sand. It's how do I retaliate such that others know I'm not to be messed with. And even thinking through creatively, how do I destroy this person in the most effective way that achieves results can be a place of real mental meditation that isn't very healthy for AIDS. Right. I've, I've seen a bumper sticker recently that says uh, dead pedophiles don't strike again or something like that. Ooh. But there's there's something about <laughs> this concept that like, these people will never hurt me again if they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. And it's entirely about control in, in I think, a, a deeply unhealthy way. Can't hurt me if you're dead. The message is not only to the person who has hurt you in the past, but it's also a message to everybody else. Right. It's a billboard. Nines want control, want autonomy, going to get it in a different way. Their mind isn't how do I use all my best energy to destroy another person? It's how do I find spaces carved out where I can be calm and not experience the, you know, the pains of the world. The word that we've used is indolence. There is a, uh, how do I, how do I find the easiest path? Uh, avoid trouble. That's the, the, again, the mental target. To me, it's about not caring. It's it's about you, you can't be affected by the world if you don't care about it anymore. That was much better than what I said. <laughs> <laughs> it's again, using your best thought to get rid of the thoughts that make you care. Yeah, just, just yeah. yeah you probably doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't good. have to put energy into this anymore. It doesn't matter. Man, I say that a lot. <laughs> I've said this in the past. I'm trying to make it stick, but I think ones are the only type with two fixations. (laughs) Ones become hypersensitive of their own flaws, and that self-critical attitude can spill over as a resentment of other people. And this may have to do, I think, with thinking repression, but I at least I feel it in myself that I got a double fixation going on here. Hmm. 
it first targets myself and then it targets other people. And they don't cleanly end up being like, there's not a term for that in terms of going both directions. So that's what I got. But, and, and see all, most of the rest of us see this as the same thing. Just okay. it, the, you're right. There isn't a term that represents both versions of this, but it's kind of the same thing. It is the same thing, and, I suppose. And yeah, so, yeah, you have to, it, it has to be right. You got to get it right. I got to get it right, and they got to get it right. And so whatever that, that energy is first going at the one, and then when it doesn't find something to hit, mm-hmm. you know, it's a heat-seeking missile that misses the target, and now it's, it's out looking for somebody else, and oh, they're the one at fault. Well, and even it, I, I think even it's a it's it's like more than just one heat seeking missile because it's like I I need to destroy all of these targets. I like it it it's gonna blow through the individual and then come out and and hit everyone else too. Yeah, or at least I'm not sure that it is uh, that it's not destruction in the same way that eights experience it. Right, it is blame. This. Yeah. I'm either going to blame myself or I'm going to blame others, but some someone needs to be identified mm-hmm. as the, uh, you know what, as the sinner, as the, <laughs> as the person who screwed this all up. The one who's corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. You get fixated on that. That can be bad. Again, that's about control. You don't feel good unless the world is subtly improving. And so if it's not subtly improving. Who's at fault? Find that person. Confront them. Yeah. Yep. All my energy is going to go at them. Fixation can be real helpful. And I, if, because most of us actually do understand, if we're self aware, this is where my mind kind of gets going in some unhealthy places. So this is all to build. Here's how you use this material. If you are using it for yourself or if you're using it with a person in front of you, you know, say it were the case, let's, you know, um, taking my, uh, I talked about my brother typing here recently, 468. I had asked him just yesterday if he had trouble trusting himself. And he said, I don't know what that means. And I just immediate, okay. The nope. answer is no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like he wanted more language on that. Yeah. And then, but then we started talking about his mental life and just really attaching to things that had happened in the past that really had made him you know, in a, this state of feeling quite sad about life and just giving language to how our minds can find ourselves in ruts. That can be a, a great way to type. And I think that fixations is a good example of something that uh, you may not be able to see for yourself. Um, so uh, particularly if, if you're working through this material with uh, someone that you gave it to or uh, somebody who gave it to you, sit with that person and, and think through this because it it's oftentimes the case that we are unaware of our fixations until we can see them. And then when we can see them, it's like, Oh, this is, this is my whole life. Yeah. Um, but we might be blind to it. Let's do this real quick. What, what in your mind, what's the most common mistyping pairing? Oh, I don't know that I have a most common in my experience. I think I want to say it's twos. And a whole host of numbers. <laughs> For some of the reasons that you had said earlier is is because you you pitch them as the helper, and everybody goes, "What?" Right, like yes. helping. Yeah, lots of people think they're twos when they're not at all because they were told to be helpful. So twos and nines and twos and fours mm-hmm. and twos and ones, I think, are real common. 
Yeah. So say it was... A, I actually currently know several people that think they're twos and they're actually fours. Right. Yeah. So say we were working through this material with them, just these two questions of best energy, where do you find yourself fixating? Say that, you know, two is one of the numbers that you're wrestling with. The question might be, do you, you know, are you cajoling other people for compliments? That's, it's not, do you want to be helpful? It's, are you really desirous of, of a response from those you're helping? In fact, the very reason that you're helping is because you really want the, the affirmations, right. the love from the person. Right. For fours, that's not necessarily how they come to relationships or to the world. Well, and even thinking specifically about their helpfulness fours are going to be resigned to their helpfulness. This is this is my plight in life is that I am supposed to be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. The motive for help as you kind of said earlier, the motive for help is really what matters there. Right. For me, I love helping people, yeah. but it part of it is because it makes me feel like I'm comfortable in the world. You're doing the right thing. It says something about myself, but it also says something about the world I want to experience. Yeah, yeah. For twos and nines, we I think we've said this in the past, that this is just, a, again, a very common mistyping. Notice the target mentally. The nine, I imagine, doesn't have helping others as a top priority or even the feedback of others as a top priority. That's what right. you said in terms of your own mistyping right. there, yeah? Right. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not concerned about people like telling me how great I am because I was helpful to them. I would love to know that I was helpful to them, but I don't need that. Uh, what, what I want when I help other people, when I anticipate their needs, when I do these things that, that, you know, I am kind of good at in a lot of ways is I want their time to be easier. I want things to go smoothly. I want, uh, like, like I'm a, I'm a great production manager for someone like as a, for a director and it's because I I want to do things that make their time easier, their job easier. The place that there might be overlap is nines want their presence to matter. Mm -hmm. This is a very physical feeling for the nine yeah. though. It's not yeah. necessarily relational in the way that the two desires, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, the, the two will eat up the praise and I don't care about that praise if I don't feel feel it in my gut. Right. And there are other things that could happen that would in fact disprove the feeling that I might have built up before. Like you can say it to my face and then if I like as a production manager, if I don't see my name in the program, then the fact that you said it to my face doesn't really matter to me because you didn't remember me enough to put me in the program. I suppose another way, if you want to see how TJ and I use these sorts of questions and lists, you can always go look at our pop culture stuff. So anything that looks like it has a movie title in it, we're probably doing mistyping. Yeah, we've got a few. <laughs> Last question for me is hazards. And this is, uh, what do you avoid? All of us have a fear that's related to our type. And it's almost like a, it's almost like a phobia. It has a power that's irrational. Mm -hmm. So just to circle back, twos, threes, and fours, sticking with those who want attention, are going to fear something that often is very much about their hearts, very much about their relational experiences. Twos will fear being unwanted, and because of that, they're going to avoid their own needs. So if you are looking at two might be your type, 
and you can say, man, I always avoid my own needs. I'm always looking out for the needs of others because that's how I'm going to get my attention. That avoidance really matters. Right. And putting a name to that really matters. Right. For threes, it's different. Threes are going to fear being worthless. And so, again, that image is going to come up in their minds, hearts, activities. They want to appear successful. And so what threes are going to avoid is failure. Two very different things. The two that avoids their own needs, the three that avoids the appearance of failure. But both of them are about attention. Right. Yeah. And I suppose just to, for the whole triad, fours are going to fear being insignificant and therefore they avoid being ordinary, going to consistently cast themselves as significant, going to consistently highlight for themselves and others where things are special, but the avoidance is what matters. They don't want to feel like everybody else. And again, it's almost phobic, almost an irrational movement away from the ordinary or an mm -hmm. irrational movement away from the appearance of failure for the threes or an irrational movement away from my own needs for the twos. Right. Yeah, this is all about how I feel about how other people see me. And and the, the, the like. It's, it's almost like they like three different facets of the same sort of diamond. So they kind of look alike, but they're not quite the same. And, and like being unwanted, unloved, that, that fear of like, nobody would choose me if there were other choices available. And like, obviously you would avoid the things that make you, you and, and what, whatever kind of burden you would put on other people, you, you come alongside, if, if nobody's going to choose me, then I'm going to come alongside them and, and help prop them up. And like in a similar way, like if I don't have any value apart from what I do, apart from what other people see, uh, apart from how the mask that I present, like we talked about this earlier with the, the masks that the threes present to, to make sure other people think they're great. It's like if, if that's my only value, if I don't have any value behind that mask, then I will never let anyone see behind the mask. I won't let the mask fall down because then people will see my, my lack of value, my worthlessness. Um, and, and I, I will turn every situation into some kind of like, look at how great I did. Uh, I can, I can reframe anything that happens into something that's like, instead of looking at it in some kind of negative way, let's look at the positive. And so we can, you know, either move on or talk about how great I am, uh, because that, that mask is the thing that has importance and it, reality doesn't matter. The mask does. And, and like turn that diamond a little bit. And, and there's this sense of real insignificance and not having any kind of like, like what is my purpose in life, in the world, in the, in the grand scheme of things. And like, I, I don't, I don't matter. My, my stamp on the universe, I'm, I'm a speck of dust in this infinite space that, that, and my, my presence will have no impact on the world. And, and so I've like the, the response to that is to showcase how you stand out, how you are different, how you are the shiniest speck of dust among a, a bunch of dullards and, um, like it, like sort of overemphasizing your own sort of self-importance in order to downplay the self unimportance that you feel on the inside. So heart triad move yeah. to the head triad again, 
I'm kind of circle back to those three big questions. Do you want attention, security, or autonomy most? But for five, sixes, and sevens, what they avoid is going to be coming out of their need for feeling secure. Yeah. So for fives, they're going to avoid involvement. In order to understand the world, there is an assumption that the five needs to be separate from the world. Going to get some insight into the world. If you get sucked into it, both you might showcase your incompetence if you step into things too quickly. Yeah? Yeah. And so avoid involvement. Involvement takes resources, energy-wise. But getting involved also means you can't remain at a distance and... Mm-hmm. again, observe what's going on. If that is, I avoid getting involved because I want to feel safe and I want to feel, and the way I feel safe is by conserving my energy and just observing what's going on. There it is. That's how fives work. Right. For sixes, they avoid hope and trust. We talked about this in terms of the mistrust that sixes can fix on, fixate on, but avoiding even the energy poured into trusting is going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's often worst case scenario thinking, and because sixes have a very difficult time reminding themselves of their past successes, there is an avoidance of trusting themselves, an avoidance of trusting others. And Mm -hmm. that just, that comes out in their behavior, how they interpret relationships, and how they come to the world. Right. And then for sevens, it's avoiding stagnation. It's again the case that sevens want to enjoy the next experience, uh, want to make sure that they uh, they feel good and safe and secure if they are experiencing pleasure and always have options, and therefore stagnation is the big, you know, you don't want to get stuck in the swamp. don't want to get, you know, pitfalls. These right. are uh, on their radar. You got anything on, on the head triad here? Yeah, the like, again, coming back to that security piece that, that – like how how do I make myself secure? How do I find safety and and protection in the in the world? And and like if the fear that you have is of like the the security represents being knowledgeable and capable and competent, and then like you want to be on the outside. You want to make sure that you have a clear head and and you aren't emotionally invested because then then the answers become a lot more subjective and um, you, you need to stay out. You need to, to be able to be apart from from the things because the security comes in in knowing how to fully engage in those things. If you're a five. Right. And, and six is it, the, that support, like... If I surround myself with the right people and the right plan and the right resource, like support is so much about being prepared and and having what you need and being an able to to do the things, but but because sixes don't trust themselves, they they actually avoid trusting themselves because they don't trust themselves. And like if, if everything can break, there they, there's no sense of just relying on things going well. Like thinking, think about if you're sitting down, think about the chair that you're sitting in right now. If you can't trust that that chair is going to hold you forever and why would you sit in it in the first place? And like, like this is this part of how the the way that sixes think and, and because they're worried about falling down, they don't trust the chair. And like that, this is obviously a, a very silly metaphor. I think sixes trust chairs, but but the uh, getting that support, getting 
the, that fear of not having the support that you need to be safe means that you have to test everything. And, and it means that it's dangerous to trust and it's dangerous to hope. And, and in a similar way, like the security that you're looking for is about making sure that you have opportunities, making sure that you can get to the things that you want to go to. The fear comes in and tells you that you're not going to have those opportunities, that those, that your the things that you want are going to be taken away from you, that you're going to lose out on the good things in life. And so what better way to get away from that danger than to just keep running? You can't take my stuff if I keep running. <laughs> See you later. Circles back to what do, what do we avoid? Just over and again, if if you can get people talking or if you yourself can talk about what is it that I really just even unconsciously, viscerally avoid? Can you put language to that? Where does that kind of land on the chart? It's real helpful. For the body types, eights are going to avoid vulnerability, nines are going to avoid conflict, and ones are going to avoid mistakes. That, again, is about control and autonomy for all of them. The eight mm -hmm. wants to ensure that the world doesn't get them and that because they're very aware that their insides are soft and can get hurt. Yeah. Nines are avoiding the conflict because it assaults calm and ones who feel good when the world is, is improving want to avoid their own mistakes and their own participation in making things dysfunctional or bad. Yeah. Got thoughts on the body? Yeah, this desire for autonomy and sort of control over over my my space, my realm. These fears all speak to different aspects of that and and eights fear that that someone might actually find their their squishy inner side and use that to control them and and they they don't ever want anyone else to be in control of them. They don't want anyone else to to manipulate them or use them and and so they they, I, that fear means that they avoid letting anyone ever get to that inner squishy center because if you can't get to it, you can't control it. And, and nines control uh, autonomy has so much to do with all of us being in our place together and, and doing the things that, that is ours to do. And, and if, if we do what we got to do and everyone leaves everyone alone, then we all get along and everything's fine. And, and uh, losing connection, losing that sort of that sense of connectedness uh, because we're all part of one big thing. If, if we all separate, then we all lose something and, and, and we start warring and we start factions and we start breaking and splintering and, and the world isn't peaceful anymore. And so we avoid conflict at all costs because conflict represents lack of control and autonomy and and for ones control comes in autonomy comes in when we're all doing the right thing and when things are in order and and everything is how it should be and if if there is a fly in the ointment if there's rust on the gears if there's one thing out of place then things are not in order and and if something is broken if something is wrong if something is evil or corrupt then that that can't that prevents things from getting in order so if we do everything right if we do everything according to my code uh, if we avoid all mistakes then things are how they should be and we have our own autonomy so this are nine misstepping questions our first four are on our uh 
typing post, which I'm sure you can find on on uh, at the Start Here podcast. Did I mention that in this podcast? I don't think so. Yeah, new podcast. (laughs) This is for you to share with folks. Uh, But if you're interested, we uh, put all of our stuff for beginners. If people are just dipping their toe in the water at uh, the Start Here podcast, which is an Enneagram podcast, there's 21 episodes to jump into there. That sounded intimidating. Really, just jump into the first one and then and you'll be fine. Yeah. But the... Don't worry about how many there are. It's fine. It's going to be fine. Five questions we covered here is, you know, how do you behave on your best vacation? How do you act when you're stressed out? Where are you using your best energy? Uh, Where do you find yourself thinking in unhealthy ways? And what do you avoid? If you can get people talking about those five questions, you're probably going to see a lot of motive. A lot of the type will will come out. And they're probably going to use very different language than what we use, but going to be there right and yeah the again all of this all of this there's a lot of behavior questions here but all of this is about why it's all always comes back to why we do the things that we do and and even if you don't land on a type being able to be more self-observant being able to look at yourself a little more clearly and and get into the why will help you move toward getting a type well that's what i got hey guess what what all our links are at aroundthecircle.org if you want to see what we're doing online events that we have in february uh you can find all of that stuff there it's also the case that perhaps you really get into Enneagram with others and they also have a hard time judging other people's type. They end up breaking the one rule. This would be a fantastic episode to share with them in terms of here are ways to walk people through material to find their types. And uh, as always, we need more stars. Stars are... <laughs> need is relative. Jeff needs more stars. <laughs> He's finding the algorithm earn. needs more stars. The algorithm. That's what... Yeah. I don't know that the world is improving unless I see stars. This is perhaps <laughs> how it is. It has nothing to do with vanity. It has everything to do with I just need metrics. Yeah. That's what I got. You got anything else? I got nothing, man. He's CJ Wilson. He's officially awesome, and I'm Jeff Cook. And who you want just is not interesting. <laughs>